Caleb Tanner is one of the most important Nebraska football players in recent history. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, DP, Derek Pearson, 93.7 Ticket, Lincoln, America, right here in the middle of the heartlands of the Big Ten Conference. I want to thank you folks for making Locked On Huskers. Locked On Go Big Red, your first stop, first watch each and every single day. Greatly appreciate uh, you guys hanging out with us and enjoying this content, sharing this content, subscribing to this content. I'm going to ask you to do that. Subscribe. Do that now. Let's get those numbers up. Uh, to where they need to be to be representative of Husker Nation, uh, if you would please. I want to thank the folks from Bet Online for what they do, uh, bringing this content to you via uh, Locked On Sports Network. Greatly appreciate it. It's where the game begins. The most props, most odds, uh, the best lines, uh, numbers of note. Uh, Nebraska as a ten and a half point underdog. Uh, to Iowa this week as Iowa makes its bid to win the Big Ten West and lock in a date uh, to Indianapolis for the for the Big Ten championship game. Uh, that is the purpose. 38 and a half as the over-under that would project us somewhere in the Iowa 24 and Nebraska 14 range. So if you would, in the comments, let us know whether you think that's going to work, whether that number is too high, too low whether those numbers are good or otherwise. Again, thank the folks from BetOnline for doing that. Uh, you can go and jump on. There's some additional numbers on there of note and interest. I opened with Caleb Tanner because today uh, at the press conference, uh, Caleb Tanner was brought out, uh, and there are a couple of things that we're going to address over the course of this podcast, this episode. is One, uh, Caleb Tanner, his career, and then – the person. We'll talk about uh, Casey Thompson, uh, the year that was in this program, in this on this team, and the person. And we'll talk about Mickey Joseph, uh, the coach, and the person. We'll address all of those things in the course of this podcast because there's lots to talk about in this space that that, that we're in. Uh, that I'm uh, that I'm given access to each day is to the players, and thank goodness for the radio program and the radio station because it allows me to meet and engage and interact with some of these uh, young Huskers. And my 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 heart pumps, and I hope that uh, Husker fans are appreciative of the access provided to these young these young Huskers. Caleb Tanner, Friday uh, against Iowa, will play in his 56th game, the 56th game in his career for Nebraska. That will tie an all-time record. There will be no Husker in history who has played more games, locked up, uh, pull, put, put the N on his helmet, uh, wore the scarlet and cream. No Husker uh, football player will have played more games in his career for the University of Nebraska, and then Caleb Tanner. And in his uh, press conference appearance today, uh, I, I fully, I was fully in, 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 in engulfed by his presence. And some of the things that he said in this press conference were interesting to me because he spoke of his love for his teammates, his university, 
and his community. He spoke in absolute terms about his love for Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, he spoke in glowing terms of this fan base, the sea of red that shows up week after week, even when they don't get the results that, that are preferred or the, the results that they, they all hope for, that they show up. He talked about being in uh, in buildings that they played in where the team's winning and it's half, the crowd is half full. But here in University of Nebraska, here at Memorial Stadium, uh, it's packed houses, packed crowds each and every single week in spite of the results. And Caleb Tanner was heroic in talking about how much he had respect for the fan base, how they engage him in the community, how they interact with him in the community, and the support that they allow uh, to be felt. Because it's important. We as, as media and we as fans, we forget that these are young people often who are away from home, who are pulled into communities that are unlike their own, and it be can become lonesome. It can become distant, distant and disconnected. But what's happened here in this space, even with the, the four or five-year run that has been when it comes to wins and losses, is that in spite of that, a love story has developed and formed with Caleb Tanner and this space. And I want you to, to just think for a moment how important that is, that as a fan fan base, that you don't get caught up in the, the, the criticism, the critique, uh, the looking at things through, through uh, tinted glasses, but that the power of Husker Nation is the, a fan base that in, in, in the larger part loves and supports these young student-athletes at a level that other universities can't and won't. I wanted to pay tribute to Caleb Tanner today. I wanted to pay tribute to the other seniors who, who have marched through and have stayed loyal to the program and are going to finish their careers. I wanted to, 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 to speak out to a fan base that in the largest group of numbers and the largest percentage of numbers loves their student athletes in such a loud spectacular, positive way that they make Huskers forever. Once a Husker, always a Husker. Well, they need to continue with that statement. Once a Husker, always a Husker because they care. It matters and they love. A young man not from here stood in front of the podium today in front of a room full of folks from Lincoln, Nebraska, and all he did was shower on them his love and affection for making this young man feel comfortable at home, away from home. And we get caught up in the wins and losses. We get caught up in the stats. We get caught up in the tackles and tackles for loss. We get caught up in the, in the moments played. But here's a young man who lined up 56 consecutive times. He showed up for work. He did it with a smile on his face. He gave 100% effort. He flew around. He risked body and, and other. And when given the opportunity, at the end of his journey and the end of his path, his choice today was to say, I love you, Nebraska. Thank you. That makes him 
an all-time Husker in my mind. He is important to this program, and I hope that his story is told in greater detail because it's a story. It is definitely a story. We'll throw it a break. We'll come back uh, more from Locked on Huskers. I'm DP. Welcome back to Locked on Huskers. Locked on Go Big Red. Again, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us and making us the first watch, listen each and every single day. Thank the folks from Bet Online for what they allow us to do in this space. Greatly appreciate it. It's where the game begins and the game this week. No matter who your fan base uh, member of, uh, the game this week in the Big Ten Conference is, of course, Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, current numbers from Bet Online Ohio State is a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, the over-under being 57 points. Uh, it will play in big part who 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 wins the Big Ten Conference. Uh, it assures them a date uh, in Indianapolis to play for the Big Ten Conference championship game uh, and play for the title. Uh, it also puts them in the, in the driver's seat when it comes to being a part of the college football playoff system, uh, probably as a one or a two seed, uh, removing themselves from – uh, being in the bottom there. Now, the other, the, the loser of this game may still uh, make it to the College Bowl playoff. Depends on the result. Depends on you know the points in this thing and how the rest of the other conferences play out. But nobody would be surprised if both Michigan and Ohio State made it to the College Bowl playoffs, uh, even with one loss uh, this Saturday. Um, but we want to do that. Uh, speaking of Caleb Tanner and. The person that is, uh, I think, a missed opportunity uh, by uh, the media in general is in not telling the story of Casey Thompson. Of course, everybody knows his journey from Texas to Nebraska, uh, his father, who was uh, a famous quarterback at Oklahoma and what he did in some of their heyday years, um, his decision to come to Nebraska, uh, the injuries that he's faced, uh, new offensive coordinator. Uh, new passing game coordinator, Mark Whipple and Mickey Joseph, Mickey Joseph's relationship with him, getting him on campus to Nebraska. Uh, the great start, uh, the three 300-yard games, which still is in the top 10 in Nebraska history. Uh, the injuries, uh, the time away from the field, off the field. But what we missed in this, and shame on us all, is and highlighting we should have highlighted the young man. We should have highlighted what he does away from the game, the way he approaches the game himself, his love and passion for football. And uh, he says there are no greater moments than him spinning the football. Like he misses, he loves it, and he misses it when it's when it's away. But he was asked about his academics, and the young man who had already graduated uh, with a degree in business, uh, business management, sports management, um, took a one-year program at the University of Nebraska and will graduate uh, with a master with his master's degree in applied sciences. Beg your pardon? Applied sciences. So that one day he can build a, a facility in which people train. Uh, people will be able to come as a family, um, that it will have a daycare in it. It will have the, uh, the, the, the most elite science, uh, the most elite uh, training uh, that this young man and his passion for life after the game. Uh, he talked about uh, the possibilities of being a coach, but being fully aware of all the sacrifices that coaches have to make. 
you know, watching. I said, the coaches, you know, he goes, I'd love to coach the game, but you have to deal with the other coaching stuff, which is dealing with parents and making sure that grade checks are done and, uh, you know, finding out what's going on in their personal lives and then going through and dealing with the administrators and dealing with the fan base. And we miss, we miss learning that part of who these young people are. Because in truth, that's way more important than the results of a football game uh, on Saturday that he's working and has been working since seventh grade. Since seventh grade, we met with counselors and said, okay, let's get this guy into high school classes so he can be ahead. And he finished high school in three and a half years. And um, of course now in a short time in a year, he, he's done the work, the, the master's work to, to, to get his master's degree, did his, uh, <laughs> his presentation, got four, uh, four, four thumbs up uh, in that presentation. But the young man is a student of life as well as a student of football. His love for his teammates and his, his, his ability to rally them together and get them to work, uh, as he said, tugging on the same rope, um, is a much greater story. It's a much more finite story of who this young man is than the stats that show up at the end of the box score uh, after a game on Saturday. Universities have to do a better job of highlighting the people that are the student-athletes in their programs because there are some great people. And once you stop and pause for a minute and recognize that these young people, no matter what sport they're playing at the University of Nebraska, they are elite. They're elite athletes, they're elite students, and they're elite student-athletes, often becoming scholar-athletes in, in the meanwhile. That they do the, the athletic thing at such a high level that most of us can't even begin to fathom what it is that they do or how they do it. But also, in academics, for them to carry, and for those of them that carry a 3.5 GPA or higher who get into that scholarship space, that scholar space, and then the bulk of those who, through pandemic uh, options and opportunities, then become master's candidates and then do the work and actually get their master's degree in some field of study while playing sports at an elite level and making all the sacrifices required to just do that. We all know how difficult it would be to get your master's degree in anything at any time. But imagine putting aside 20 to 30 hours each week, uh, having your brain rattled about, having your body uh, mangled, having your body bruised and beat up, and, and all the while, standing in front of a microphone, answering questions from people who never had the expertise that they, that they, that they do in the, that thing that they do. And in answering those questions with calm and reserve, introspective and respect. We ask so much of these young people. And all the while, we forget from time to time to just simply give them propers and respect for being elite in anything, let alone everything. Casey Thompson, by every metric, is an, an, an elite, a spectacular athlete, incredible football player, a remarkable quarterback, and a wonderful leader. But it is off the field that he really shines. 
the way that he approaches football is why he's elite. He broke down Iowa and what they like to do and what their tendencies are. He understood what he needed to get his teammates to do in order to begin to gather and prepare. He has respect for the coaches that make sacrifices, as he said, time away from family, uh, spending additional hours in the building just to be available for somebody who might come by and see an open door or a light on and walk in with something to purge, vent, or share. Casey Thompson is a wonderful example of a Nebraska student-athlete because he goes about it in full understanding that he needs to represent the University of Nebraska, his family, and his name at an elite level all the time. Remarkable young man, Casey Thompson. We'll throw it to break. We'll come back. We'll talk about another remarkable uh, man. Somebody that's fighting for his professional life, and he's doing it with class and respect. We'll talk about Mickey Joseph when we come back to Lockdown High School. Hey gang, final segment of this episode of Locked on Huskers. And again, I thank you and I appreciate you for joining us and hanging out again and making this the your first stop for content, whether you're watching, listening, or both uh, here on the Locked on Sports Network. Greatly appreciate it. However you consume this, again, subscribe so you get the, you get the alerts that, hey, there's another episode up. Uh, we've got stuff to talk about. Leave your comments and thoughts in uh, the comment section, if you would, please. And then feel free, free to share this content with family and friends, those that care about Husker athletics, those that care about Husker football, uh, those that care about the end in the University of Nebraska. Share that information. Share that content. We greatly appreciate it. Do that down there. Greatly appreciate you all. Um, Mickey Joseph came up today and he spoke and he said he gave, wished everybody a, a happy Thanksgiving and uh, well wishes to their families. But he spoke of controlling the only thing in this space that he controls, which is beating Iowa, going 1-0. It's the only thing that he has control over. He says still hadn't talked to Trev Alberts about uh, his place in things and how things are going to go. He would imagine that you know, sometime next week he'll hear from Trevor Alberts. He goes and he'll be on his couch. You know, he'll take Saturday off and spend it with his lovely wife and his amazing young people uh, in that house. His beautiful daughter and his, uh, <laughs> his 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 bright star son. And then he'll sit on the couch and he'll watch football and he'll enjoy time away. And then he'll get a phone call. Doesn't know what that phone call will say. Doesn't know when that phone call will take place. He has handled the constant distraction of discussion of other than him in a space that he cares about absolutely. There's no question that Mickey Joseph uh, cares about being the head coach at the University of Nebraska. How he's handled that with the young people, and I can say this without any reserve at all, that every single player that I've talked to, away from the cameras, away from the microphones, raves about the man that Mickey Joseph is, the coach that Mickey Joseph is, the leader that Mickey Joseph is. None of us have control over what happens next. But what I chose to do in this space and in every space that I'm in is to pay respect to the job that Mickey is doing right now, which is, as he said, raising better young men 
and turning them into better football players than they were. And he's feel he feels like he's done that. They're better people than they were uh, a few months ago. They're better football players than they were a few months ago. And all the while, he's held his held high. His chest has been out. He has led from love. And that is the sign of a coach, of a man who should be the leader of an elite program in this space. But that's just me. Again, we will close this show, and I thank you for hanging out with me, but we'll close this episode of Lockdown Huskers with those three words that that move the mountain. Go Big Red.